Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 10.09. Welcome to WTIC News Talk 1080, the Will Marotti Show. This is Will Marotti, your common sense evangelist, Matt Rice at our master control, and um, taking your calls, 860-522-9842. Um, so many things happening uh, in the world, uh, aren't there? Uh, I talked about that story about depression. I think that's probably going to get worse um, and will increase. I want to talk later about the microgrid story. I do kind of like that. I, uh, Putin today, uh, yesterday, Vladimir Putin, Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, ordered a partial mobilization of reservists in Russia. It hasn't happened since World War II. They're having a hard time. And more land being taken back by the Ukrainians. So things are not going as, uh, as Putin planned here uh, in, in Ukraine. Um, but things are looking up in other parts of the world, and Georgia being one of those. We'll talk about that before we get off the air. Uh, the, the Department of Justice and the FBI, just, just um, I'm sorry, but out of control. And I know people at work at the FBI. I know people at work within other areas of the Justice Department. And I'm hearing that. I'm hearing people are demoralized. They can't believe what's going on. It's shocking to them. Um, it, we need to clean that mess up. And, and it's too bad Trump couldn't have done that when he was president because it was already a disaster with so many Obama holdovers. All right, let us go to uh, St. Louis and George. George, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. I'd like to talk about the microgrid. Okay. Um, now, Russia has four floating atomic-powered um, power plants, floating power plants. I didn't know Under a, what's called a Rus- Rusatom project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puerto Rico, which is, has all their power is down. Uh, typically, you could float one of these power plants and plug in offshore and supply electricity to uh, to an isolated area. Uh, the uh, the the ships are about 500 feet long and provide about 70 megawatt megawatts of electricity. And the whole objective of, of a microgrid is to uh, provide power to an isolated area. 
without without extensive uh, transmission lines, you know, tying things. Well, on, on, a, on a temporary basis, I, you're absolutely right. But there are about 400 microgrid areas in the United States already, and and microgrids can be expanded for far beyond just temporary use the problem in puerto rico is the grid it's the same problem we have the grid in puerto rico is the problem it's not they can't generate power they can't get the power delivered it can't go because the grid is so outdated which is our problem partially not as bad as puerto rico it's the grid that's the issue and where microgrids could help that is that communities regions would be not only generating their own power but they'd be responsible to upgrade replace take care of the transmission lines in their in their sector in their area it would be a lot easier. Now, what what you could do is put these on flatbed cars. Well, again, you're talking temporary. You're, you're talking temporary, and I've got good friends in that business. I they, they they've got a, a a mobile system. It arrives in two tractor trailers. You can set it up in three days. One person can run it. It can power a small town. But I'm talking more permanent microgrids. I'm not saying portable. I'm I'm talking not just peak energy. I'm talking I'm talking baseload. That they can run, they can set up these grids and run them efficiently in towns, cities, or in regions. Now, the future of electricity is they're not going to build these big six hundred megawatt power plants anymore. Right. Uh, it's just too expensive. <clears throat> Nuclear, same way. Uh, they're going to be miniaturized, probably instead of a twelve hundred megawatt hour plant probably get that down to about 200 megawatt hours so every, everything's going to be smaller and and it's going to be uh providing electricity to an isolated area just uh, not extensive over several several hundred miles anymore it's going to be for like an a, a town a small town each each town is going to have their own you know their own little uh micro grid yeah. Now I don't know how you'd provide electricity to a city, you know, of one million or two million, or the big one is eight million, like New York City. Uh, there's a big problem there because the power plants, the fossil fuels power plants, were built in the forties and sure, 50s. no, those all have and to be upgraded. Are, yeah, they well, they're they're dying. They're, they're, they're well, same problem in Boston. Boston has an antiquated power generation system. Many of the large so cities do. You're gonna you're gonna suffer in the next few years brownouts and blackouts. Yeah. Because the government uh, is 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 making a mess out of the out of the electric grid right now with with renewable power, which is insufficient. To you know, for for reliable to provide reliable energy for twenty four on a twenty four seven environment, and, can't and, do it. And that's why I think now is the time to make the investment in infrastructure and start adding microgrids across the country. I think right. now is the perfect Again, time to do that. There you don't need the long transmission lines, right. the poles, right. and the huge towers that you right. see. Absolutely, now, that's where you save money. I, th- I think now is the right time to do it. George, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Um, I think now is the time that microgrids could really come out. Again, you'd have to, like like for here, right? Eversource owns the transmission lines. You're going to have to figure out some leasing arrangement. You know, obviously Eversource isn't going to want to do this um, because it obviously would impact 
their profitability. But at this point, we we got to do what's best for the people. We got to do what's best for the country and communities. And I think microgrids provide a far more reliable future for electricity than our large, massive, antiquated uh, grid system that's currently in place. So there's a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot of laws that would have to be modified, changed. But um, man, I'm telling you, I I think this is the way of the future. And and I, and there's so many, so many options for power generation that uh, could work beyond solar, beyond wind. Um, gosh, I think we should take a look at this. Let's go to uh, Kim. Kim, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. Uh, I'll have to call back another day on Russia because that's a whole new, uh, a lot of information. I can't cover it now. So anyway, you were talking about religion. Um, so I religion in I what walked... what regard? What, 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 remind me, what were you talking about? Religion? You oh, said. you were talking about religion, and you know, uh, earlier in your show, you've been talking about religion. So I just wanted to let you know what the former uh, assistant FBI director was saying about religion. Uh, former, his name is Frank Figliuza, and I remember he's former assistant FBI director, but he's also a mouthpiece for the deep state, the New World Order. And it's a show I don't usually watch, Face the Nation, also known as Disgrace the Nation, <laughs> Deface the Nation. It, 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 so he says, if I go back in my career in international terrorism, which to me means uh, knowing him and who he works for, means starting it and presenting it as international mm-hmm. terrorism, it's that combination. He's talking about what's going on with Trump and Trump supporters. It's that combination of religion and cult status that gets people to the point where they will martyr themselves. <laughs> uh, we do have a Trump death count. That is more than than that is more than a cult. There is a religious aspect that is extremely disturbing. Yeah. Well, um, Brennan would say say the same thing. Clapper would say the same thing. They all think the same way. Right. Right. So that's that's coming from a former assistant yeah. FBI. Yeah. Right. So you realize they are looking at people who have who have re- religious leanings and Trump supporters, you know, um, as as a political. Well, they're threat. just using they're using Trump as a convenient example in their minds. But you know darn well any authoritarian government that's going to try to take over the two things they have to or three things they have to eliminate is freedom of speech. They have to knock down which we they have they control the press now, so that's not an issue. They have to eliminate guns. They have to eliminate religion because you can't have any allegiance other than to the state, or else why it doesn't work. That's why churches are underground in China and other places because the state forbids or or completely controls whatever religious activity there is. Exactly. So the other the other person they had on was a guy called Robert Pape, P-A-P-E, founding mm-hmm. director of the Chicago Project on Security and Threats. Mm-hmm. And he starts off with, we have, we have not only a political threat to our democracy, we have a violent threat to our democracy. Mm-hmm. And he says 13 million of our population uh, believe violence or use of force to get Trump back in office is warranted. Uh, so they are trying to set us up ahead of time with a yeah. lot of information. This Create a problem that's not there. Yeah. Yeah, Biden's saying the same thing. Sure. These people have to be uh, eliminated. Well, the whole MAGA speech from Philadelphia, that he, let, he let, obviously let his intentions out of the bag there. And that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to set this up as a problem. Before, well, first of all, it isn't a problem. It's trying to set up as a problem so that they can then fight the problem and then they right. can solve the problem. 
yeah. and they're explaining our support for Trump as these insurgents, yeah. also known as Trump supporters <laughs> in my mind, believe in the great replacement theory, right? Yeah. So, and they get this stuff out on talk radio. Yeah, they they believe that they believe a satanic cult of pedophiles run the U.S. government. Now, I'm a Trump supporter, but I don't believe. They're all satanic pedophiles. I don't believe that either, but I know people who do. I mean, I know it's out there. That belief is out there. Yeah, that's right. I've I've met people, and I I say, you know, they're bad enough. You don't have to make them either satanic or pedophiles, right? Right. And then the last question that Margaret Brennan, who Mm -hmm. I won't go into what she looks like, do you believe a use of force should be used to prevent the prosecution of Trump for mishandling these classified documents? Yeah. So they're 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 setting up a scenario mm-hmm. that gets spread everywhere, and mm-hmm. it's a justification for whatever they want to do, taking yeah. out their political enemies they're, along the way. Suspend habeas corpus, start arresting people, lock them up in cages, whatever they have to do. If they ever had a MAGA hat on, if they ever had a Trump sign in front of their house, arrest them without without having to bring them before a court. It's I can I can see their mind how they work already. I can see. It oh already. yeah, yeah. And January sixth should not be thought of as what they're saying insurrectionists taking down democracy, their yeah. version of democracy. It should be thought of as eyewitness. And I went there to witness. I went with Catholic faith formation, and I yeah. went with Protestant faith formation. Ran into uh, minority groups, Chinese, Asian, who all had religious banners saying, God sent Trump to save us. And they're talking about what was happening in China. Yeah. So it, that's how it should be reframed, but they're trying to reframe it as something else. Well, again, I just think it's convenient. They look at January 6th as the worst thing that ever happened in the country. But just summer before, in the peaceful summer of 2020, there was far more destruction. There was far more killing. There was more murder that took place. And for some reason, that doesn't even get that doesn't even get a, a, a right. right to be yep. spoken about. You know, Kim, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. 860-522-9842. We're going to take a break, a couple commercials. We'll be back with more calls on All Caller Wednesday. We're waiting for you. We want to talk to you. Give us a ring. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. We've got a moment. Let me give the final third of the amen list. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. So Thor... Rose B, Alex D, Lisa T, Virginia L, Philip M, uh, Chris P, thanks, Chris, Christina I, Linda F, Andrea L, Wendy A, Marianne L, JW, MW, Patricia W, Jill L from Manchester, Terrence B, Lori M, Monica M, Rob K, David M, and Sharik for a total of 74. Not a bad day, not a record. Record's 82, but not a bad day at all. So thank you so much for your amen support. I'll go back through and look at lists and give anybody that needs it a, a, a later shout-out. Um, you know, Rudy brought up an interesting point that <clears throat> polls are looking to tighten up, and they and they have been. And uh, I remember it wasn't too long ago that everybody said all is lost in Georgia. Well, this is from PJ Media. Uh, most days, Stacey Abrams must regret not jumping at the chance to be placed on President Biden's cabinet or in the office currently occupied by Vice President Kamala Harris. 
Abrams spent too much time reading the glowing press releases about her return to Georgia in 2020. It made her delusional enough to take a second crack at the governor's mansion. However, according to a new poll in the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, she could lose badly in 2022 without ever saying voter suppression. Incumbent Brian Kemp, Governor Brian Kemp, is polling at 50% and Abrams at 42%. Kemp also enjoys a 54% approval, uh, approval rating. There's a margin of error of 3 plus 3, uh, 3.3 points here. The, uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution also noted a few significant demographic hurdles for Abrams. She and Kemp are, are deadlocked among women. Oh, no, how could that be? Suburban women were a crucial demographic in Joe Biden's narrow win in 2020. Hmm. A source told PJ Media on background that debates over critical race theory, otherwise known as CRT, are hurting Abrams with this demographic. Abrams has publicly supported CRT, framing it as a way to... This is the lie, framing it as a way to teach history. I've talked to people who are teachers who think that this is true. Oh, or we're just teaching history. No, no. And we know that's not true at all. But that's that's what they come out with. That's what the, the general public gets to consume. However, fierce debates on the topic have occurred throughout the state. Many parents see the curriculum based on CRT as a way to divide students, not as a way to move forward together. Abrams also habitually radicalizes everything and acts like Georgia has not progressed since 1958. National Review noted... Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams is famous for calling voter ID laws the new Jim Crow. Her heedless charges of racism over virtually any attempt to prevent voter fraud chased the Major League Baseball All-Star Game out of Atlanta and earned her the title Fount of Disinformation here at the National Review. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break for commercials. News, we'll come back with more calls, 860-522-9842 here on the Wednesday edition of the Wilmerati Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Local Radio, The Well Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Hey, we've got a couple more amens to get in. Uh, Joy F. and Veronica, thank you so much. 
brings us up to 76 for the day. Six shy of the record. That's good. Appreciate that so much. Um, let's see. I am amazed at the prices of things and inflation. Uh, highest prices we've had since 1979. That's insane. You think about it. I mean, that, 43 years. Um, and and I wonder, do you think it can come down soon? I, I, when I say soon, do you think it can come down in the next year or two, these food prices? Or you think we're going to keep uh, – I, I still, I go into the store – I, I get a few things, you know, I use a little carriage. I don't use a big carriage, a little carriage. And I'm shocked. I, I guess I, it just hasn't sunk in. The price increases have not sunk in for me. And I look at the carriage and I go, that's $100 worth of stuff. And it rings up at 140 Um, all, all this from the consumer price index. Uh, bread has jumped 16.2% year over year. Chicken has increased 16.6% year over year. Milk has increased 17% year over year. Potatoes, 15.2% year over year. Rice has jumped up to 13% increase year over year. Baby food up 12.6%. It's like everything... The overall food index, they're saying year over year, is up 11.4%, which is the largest 12-month increase since May of 1979. It's insane. Gasoline up 25.6%. Electricity costs up 15.8%. And I guess the other thing that's surprising to me is how quickly this happened. You know, it, it, it took three years to get price, gas prices down to, you know, where they were, 220 a gallon, whatever. It took less than two years to, to get this inflation up to a, a much, much higher rate. And I, I think people are clueless. I don't think the Fed under – I don't think – I don't think they understand. I don't know what they can do, quite honestly. Well, we're going to raise rates. Okay, well, maybe you should have done that 18 months ago. If, if you're trying to use the rate increase to slow down the rate of inflation, which I think is the plan, maybe you should have done that a year, year, a year and a half ago. It's just so amazing to me that we're, we're being led by people who, who just don't seem to understand what to do. And then you've got the government now with this... Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do to re reduce inflation. I was listening to a congressman from California yesterday, last night, Ro Khanna. Fairly, I want to say he's moderate, but he's not a crazy, he's not an AOC. And, and he's talking about, and they always talk, well, eventually it will reduce prices in so-and-so, so-and-so. Well, we, need, we don't need help eventually. We need help now, today. And nothing in that Inflation Reduction Act is going to do anything to help people now, which in my mind is a huge problem. 
Let's go to Bridgeport and Larry. Larry, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, Pastor. Thank you for the show, um, and thanks for what you do. Um, just a comment, if I could, and it's touching upon what you just said. Um, I don't understand, and maybe somebody in your audience can educate me, um, simple economics. The Federal Reserve, even though I think they're behind the eight ball a little bit in terms yeah. of time, Mm-hmm. They're raising interest rates to slow down inflation and reduce demand and stop maybe the speculation in the housing market. So I understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. As I say, I think they're a little late to the party, but yeah. it's good what they're doing. Yeah. But what I don't understand is just what you said. This inflation, inflation reduction bill, you're printing $400 billion. Uh, the Democrats who control the presidency and Congress, both houses, have been printing money in the last year and a half at an outrageous pace. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is they're generating inflation by printing more and more money with the passage of these bills yeah. and this spending. So you've got two areas in government. You've got Powell, who is trying to slow down inflation, and then you've got Biden and the Democratic Congress doing the complete opposite. So I don't understand. Yeah, one cancels out the other the, and not even, not even accurate, not even equally one cancels out the other. Right. And why isn't the media, this, the Bloomberg's and people yeah. like that who analyze this stuff, why aren't they saying to the people in Congress and the executive branch, what are you doing? You're completely cutting yeah. the federal reserves feet out from under it. So it's just chaotic, and I don't understand. One branch of government's going in one direction. The Federal mm-hmm. Reserve's going in another direction. Uh, it's just – it's so stupid, and it's chaotic. Maybe someone in your audience can tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm I think you're absolutely right, and I heard Larry Kudlow say basically what you just said. It makes no sense at all for the Fed to be raising rates, and he and he's very critical of the Fed because it got in so late. Don't forget – a year and a half ago, people said, oh, this is transitory, transitory. It's going to go down. It's going to go down. It just kept going up, go up. They should have been doing this a year and a half ago. So Kudlow says I, that the Fed's, the Fed's way late to the game. So he, he questions whether or not these rate hikes are going to do the, have the intended consequence. But the other thing he said is the government, they, as, as long as the government's going to keep pouring money into the system, inflation is not going to stop because you have too many dollars chasing too few goods. Absolutely. And people like Joe Manchin, who's supposedly the stalwart in terms oh, of, you know, uh, he, 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 he blew it in terms of supporting this inflation reduction bill. Yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, you're completely defeating the purpose of what Chairman Powell's trying to do. I don't understand it. And uh, can I just say one other thing? The sure, money yeah. they're giving to Ukraine, I support Ukraine, mm. but there has to be some accountability for these tens and hundreds of billions of dollars going to ukraine where's this money going i'm I'm afraid i'm afraid because i don't trust i don't trust Zelensky. no Uh, i don't trust the ukrainian government because there's been such a long history of corruption there sure i just i'm and you know parliament in in ukraine gave itself a raise voted itself a raise i just feel like people are lining their pockets with money here i i I think (laughs) you're right and look at the military industrial complex god knows you look at the lockheed martin's stock all the stocks are going up i mean it's like a free-for-all i don't i don't know i don't know i'm just shaking my head war war is good for some people you know war's war's big business and um 
But again, I my only concern and my 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 what my heart goes out to are the innocent men, women, and children in Ukraine are being oh no question. killed, no question. displaced, put into poverty. You know, and that's that's why I want to defend. But gosh, what a mess! It's a mess, and Putin is a sick, demonic individual. He's sick. If I if I was ever going to authorize the CIA to take somebody out, I I would take Putin out. I mean, he's just he's just such a horrible human being. He's a terrible person. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, right, Larry. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank your support. Thank you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Take a quick break here. Couple commercials. Uh, we'll come back and set up for last call of the day. Um, who are, whom, whomever that might be, last call of the day here on the all caller edition, Wednesday edition of the Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Another uh, another amen came in on. Uh, what did it come in on? Uh, Instagram. And I don't know who this is, but I'm going to give them a shout out anyway because they gave me an amen. Uh, Connecticut Audits is a new uh, Instagram account. So that takes us to 77 for the day. 77 is a great number. One of my all-time favorite numbers is 77 for many reasons. Um, so it puts us five away from the record. So not, not nice. So I, I'm looking. I'm on the Facebook page for the Wyndham Public Schools. And... Um, the last post they had was 50 minutes ago. Wyndham High School discussed uh, dismissing early. Police will be safely escorting all high school students off the campus. All other schools will remain shelter in place until further notice. We know your concern and we'll provide updates as soon as possible. Please be sure that we're taking all precautions, precautions necessary to ensure the safety of all students this is tracy youngberg the superintendent of the windham public schools the windham whippets um that's it now it's 50 51 minutes ago was the last facebook update from the windham uh school system so we pray we pray for safety there and if there is someone dangerous we pray for the neutralization as quickly as possible protect the police officers as well um nobody nobody likes that nobody likes that um back to our inflation story just uh amazing uh, fuel oil i i don't know how this is possible but this is what it says and this just this just uh i i just got this late last week um fuel oil year over year august 21 august 22 Increased 68.8%. Other motor fuels, 53% increase. But the third largest increase of anything, August to August, year over year, is eggs. Again, I mentioned earlier, 39.8% increase in eggs. Fourth largest increase, margarine. Now, I don't use margarine, but apparently a lot of people do. I like butter myself. But 30, 38.3%. Airfare, I, I experienced that this year for darn sure. Air, airfare up 33.4%. Couldn't, can't, you know, I'm looking at some of the sites. I, I generally will book through the airline directly. I will either use uh, uh, American or I'll use uh, Delta. 
But I go on, you know, Cheap Air just to, you know, take a look at stuff. And and the prices, I can't believe it. What what in my mind ought to be a five hundred dollar ticket is now a seven hundred dollar ticket. It's ridiculous. Gee. Gas, uh, natural gas up 33% year over year. Wow. Bread up 16%. Chicken up 16%. Milk up 17%. I mean, everything's up. Everything's up. And I don't know if it's going to go down quickly. I, I honestly, I, I don't know what you're going to do with these food prices. They're talking, they're talking the potential of widespread famine in parts of Africa and Europe this, this the end of the end of this year and and many people dying can you imagine in this day and age in this world unbelievable the other question I have and I'll talk about this tomorrow I want to talk about CPAP machines does any of you have used a CPAP machine you had a Philips now I always thought Philips was a was a great manufacturer I'm sure they still are but Philips had this problem with their CPAP machine supposedly causing cancer because of insulation inside the machine. It would break free somehow and get into the breathing tube. It's a massive national global recall of um, um, <laughs> thank you, John. <laughs> Trying to break the record. Um, I, I'm still on. I'm still on. We're going to count that, but it's not a record breaker. But thank you, John, uh, on Facebook. Now it's up to 78, John H. Thank you. Um, so massive global recall of CPAP machines. You know what the problem is? They can't make them. So so they're telling you, don't use the CPAP if it's a Phillips. Don't use it because it could cause cancer, but we can't get you one for, you know, six months. So I don't know what you do. Does anybody else have that problem? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Anybody else having that problem? Let's go to the center of the universe. Last call today, Charles. Hello, Charles. Hi, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Republican American top poll today is about a police officer. May he rest in peace. They found him uh, unconscious or dead in a uh, cemetery in Naugatuck uh, Cemetery, on mm. 63, Polish Cemetery. And he was the first responder at Sandy Hook. He was a police officer. Oh, boy. When Sandy Hook happened, the uh, mm. sadness over there. Is that 10 years ago already or more? Oh, Anyways. Yeah. It just seems a little unusual or strange, mysterious, however you want to put it, you know, with the Alex Jones thing going on in the case in Waterbury Hall. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that ironic? Well, you is it the, ironic the, or is there a reason for it? You know, that's... Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. To me. I, don't know. I don't know if there's a reason. I think it's well, just... Well, he might have been just, called yeah. in. If he was the first responder, he might have been called in on this case. For well, now they're just talking money and damages. I don't know. I don't know who... who I don't know well, who you'd use for witnesses for that. Sort of... There's so many unanswered uh, questions over the years. You've heard them, I've heard them. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, I'll leave you with right now. I've been going through something the past year, and I can't talk about much on on the radio. That's why I haven't been calling much. And it's a year next week I got arrested. And uh, now, you know, the body cams and dash cams, this police department lost the uh, camps. Now, it's very important because there's a lot of things that said that day on those things in my favor, and now all of a sudden they lost them. Oh, man. You That's know? a mess, Charles. That's I, I the can't... system, unfortunately, we live under. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, not all the system works well when it's supposed to. But it's sometimes just it works that we think those body cams were a great thing for the innocent and for the yeah. wrongdoings that done yeah. to the public by the police. 
Well, they're not 100%, and, believe me, and that's the if problem. If you knew Charles. what they did to me, I'd probably explain well, it to you. You know what? We, maybe we can talk off offline about, about that at some point because I would you like wouldn't to believe hear. what I had Charles, to go Charles, i got to let you go. I'm, I'm out of time, but maybe I, we can talk tomorrow. Thank you for your call. I'll be praying for your situation. Hey, I'm out of time. Thank you guys, Matt. Awesome job. Love you guys. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.